We're live from Gosford Tennis Centre. I love this venue and we've seen so many great matches here over the years. In fact, I saw a great win by the guy we're about to interview, John O'Cooper, last year. I'm just looking, though. You mentioned before we went to the break that Nick DeVivo could be on Team Allen and Butner yeah. for this match against John O'Cooper. Have a look at Nick DeVivo. He looks like a caged lion over there. He's prancing around waiting. Yeah, waiting to belt one down at John O'Cooper at 2.20 plus. Uh, John O'Cooper, good morning, mate. Welcome to our show. Yeah, thanks, boys. What are we going to do when, like, the Vivo serves it, Cooper gets it back You know what? at us standing at the net? What are we going to do? Yeah, look, uh, I go back to what my dad said to me when I was young. He said, Steve-O, I don't care what you do. Just look good while you do it. So that's what I'll be doing. Right I'll be trying to look good. Hey, John, uh, let's get serious. Uh, you played in a tournament this year with your protege, the Master and the Apprentice. Yep. And you got a victory uh, up north. Yeah, we're playing the Country Champs up in Foster. And DeVivo won the singles. And I got out there and won the doubles with him. How good's that? Yeah. And uh, let's share some memories. So you grew up in the eastern suburbs. Uh, just tell us about your tennis journey. And you said to me off the air a moment ago that the juniors here are far better than what you saw in the eastern suburbs back in your day. Yeah, well, it was a rough start. We all uh, were playing with adult rackets, yellow balls. Now they have all these compromised little uh, uh, rackets and uh, tennis balls, like yellow, red, orange. And, um, yeah, I'd say they're, they're coming up the ranks faster than I did. What's the difference in the colour balls? What are they? Is it bounce? Is it? Yeah, bounce and pressure. So it's easy impact on the arm. Ah. And the smaller rackets help them control the weight of the racket. Hey, Jono, share some stories with our listeners because you were just telling Butes and I a moment ago, you travelled all around the world. You've got a world ranking, which you know, is incredible. So you're in the 600s, but it's a tough slog out there. Uh, tell us about some of your great moments and tell us about some of the real challenges. Yeah, it's a tough gig. So financially, you kind of got to go out there by yourself and try and afford everything. Uh, once you get to a certain ranking and then you start building up a fund, you can obviously take your team away. So coaches help you, support you. Uh, but a bit like sponsors obviously help you travel around the world and pay for accommodation, flights, whatnot. Um, but yeah, it's a tough gig because it's a solo sport. So being out on the tennis court by yourself, it's uh, mentally draining. Did you get some great wins in that time? Like, did you take down someone that, uh, you know, was uh, maybe in the top 200? Oh, I had a lot of practice matches against the top, like, 10. So Dominic Team, Myron Chilich, even played Serena Williams in a couple sets. And did what, you beat her? I got a 6-1. <laughs> yeah. See, this is the equal pay thing I talk about, mate. <laughs> equal pay, and they want to get, you know... Yeah, we ultimately. Should, yeah, we should have equal pay. Yeah, yeah. No, no. What I'm saying is they've got to play five sets as well. Do the same amount of time on the court, mate. So you're taking us down hey. some murky waters here. Like uh, Anyway, that, moving on, moving on. Oh. Yeah, that, that that's awesome, mate. And what's the difference between – so you're playing guys like that that, you know, are top 50 in the world, I guess. What's the difference – what makes that difference between where you were and where they're at? Oh, to be honest, it's a fine line. So yeah. around the probably 500 and under – uh, you normally get really quality players and it's just the make or break sort of thing. So the ones that stick in and put the hard work in pays off for them. Can I ask you, just in relation to you know funding and you know whether you can or can't take your coach, and you are saying earlier on that once you get into the top 100, you're an automatic starter at the Grand Slams, therefore you pick up your 100K as a first-round loser. Yep. So you're basically guaranteed 400K, but 
you know, with that comes expenses. From a coaching perspective, is there a certain percentage that they receive or is it a, a, an agreement between the player and the coach as to how that is all managed? Yeah, normally you have a contract between the player and the coach. Yep. And depending on how well they do, they'll get a cut out of the tournament. And I think the different variations from the tournaments being a higher-ranked tournament would be a bigger percentage, lower-ranked tournament, lower percentage. If you, if you ever, ever want to get a gauge of what it's like, uh, I think the Yelena Dockage book is one of the best books I've ever read. Mm. And, you know, it's quite hard to read at times because of what her father was like. But if you want to get an idea of what the slog is like, you've got to read that book because she's from tournament to tournament. And sometimes, sometimes she'll win the tournament other times she's gone in the first round, depending on who she comes up against. Yeah, it's a tough gig. Week in, week out, you don't know your draw. You could have really good draw and pull off a, a nice win. But then the next week you could come up against number one seed and be knocked out first round. So it is mentally draining going through a roller coaster each week, month, tournament. But um, it ends up being a, a good, rewarding sport. But probably... You know, you, having been there yourself and understanding what the highs and lows are and how consistent you have to be with what you're doing, you look at the likes of a Federer, a Rafa, and, you know, the Joker, Oof. and you just go, it's just absolutely phenomenal how good they are and how consistent they are. Yeah, those guys are normally, I would be considered gods in tennis. So, you know, comparing yourself to those guys is just uh, ridiculous. Yep. Jono, where were you based through this period? Like, uh, you see a lot of tennis players spend time in Florida. Yep. Uh, how about you? I did spend a lot of time in uh, America. Uh, I did travel around the States uh, with a couple of coaches, uh, just going coach to coach, trying to help me out. Uh, but once you're over there, you want to stay over there because it's uh, obviously a long trip coming back to Australia with the, the price. The, lo- the lesser tournaments, is it still financially viable for you to get along and, and, and make an earn? Uh, not really. Yeah. You have to kind of win the tournament to then come out even at the end of the week uh, at those tournaments. But it's all about more so saving up beforehand and then spending your bank account when you're over there. Yeah. yeah. So it's actually costing you money to, to be on the road. Uh, just before we go to the news, uh, give us some thoughts on the young fella that's uh, to our right, Nick DeVivo. You must be so excited about what the future holds. And he hasn't just got you as a coach. I think he's got numerous coaches around the country at the moment because he's spending a lot of time in Brisbane at the High Performance Centre. Yeah, correct. We get him to go up there because obviously there's a few more better players to hit against and variety. But there's a couple of TA guys up there um, working with him and just building his game, helping us, taking the pressure off us. Uh, But yeah, when he's back down here, he tends to flog us and... (laughs) (laughs) Put us into place. Yeah, that's why he's on team Allen and Butner for later on.